right, everybody. Happy New Year. Welcome back to the Nosebleeds. Rob and Ken here. Uh, it's been a few weeks. Ken, what's up? Uh, not much, man. We've defeated the dark side. We've uh, uh, we've we've explored uh, a lot of new canon, right? In the in the in the Star Wars world, uh, the uh, season finale of High School Musical, the musical series, came out today. Very exciting. Ooh. That's a late night adventure for me when everybody goes to bed, and I've had a few. Um, and uh, and it's almost award season. I mean, it is award season. We Golden Globes, Rob. I mean. Nominations for the Oscars will be out early next week. We're going to have to do a special pod for that. Oh, boy. Uh, I'm going to see 1917 tonight as well. Mm. So so we've got that on the docket. But, I mean, first things first, Rob. Last time we spoke was before the new year. The decade was still old. It was still an old decade coming to a close on its deathbed. And we talked about, I believe, and you correct me if I'm wrong. I'm, I often am. But I believe one of the last things we talked about was the uh, new uh, canon uh, Mandalorian um, little Easter egg. And, and let's be clear here, Rob. Spoiler alert, folks. If You've you, had long enough. It, the Rise of Skywalker has been out for almost, uh, not quite a month, but like three to four weeks now. That's, I feel, I feel as a movie goer, I feel that's long enough. I think we can lift the spoiler ban um that said i think we're still in that transitional phase where we will still give spoiler alerts i'm not gonna headline the podcast with a spoiler that's fair that's very sweet of you also but um, uh if you are yeah. listening and you haven't seen the movie pause it go see the movie come back and we'll see you right back here beautiful love it um so spoiler alert uh, we we saw baby yoda in the mandalorian give out his little force heel right Yes. Um, in in not the season finale, but the episode before. The penultimate, the yeah. And, uh, and then the next day, The Rise of Skywalker released, and everybody was force healing, Rob. There was force healing all over the place, and I've got thoughts. <laughs> and, and I know that it would have been real helpful had Obi-Wan just known that he could have force healed Qui-Gon. Like, that yeah. would have been phenomenal. Um, or if Anakin knew he could have force healed uh, his his old uh, not Anakin if if Luke knew he could have force healed his old daddy there yeah that would have been nice. There were, the, um, my first thought was oh my goodness how, how many different points throughout Star Wars canon would this have been incredibly useful? Yeah, um, I, a lot. Uh, the answer is many. Um, however, there there uh, and let's let's just get right into it. Rise of Skywalker is a um it's not uh, it's not a very good movie rob i liked it uh, well let me let me let me finish my thought okay i think the movie itself is not a, a great work of art i think there's there's some pacing issues sure there's there's some storytelling issues um there's plenty of uh you know uh, odd character choices um that go yes. on throughout the film uh, however and this has been my, my thought on, on Star Wars, the the whole Skywalker saga, has been, it was fun. Yeah, I had a so lot of fun of going the, to see it. For, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I I mean, look, they were never going to please everyone. I think, I think everyone, people who liked it and people who didn't like it, both agree on that point. 
Uh, I did have some holdups, but now that I'm looking at some more recent reports that are coming out, it's the Mouse House's fault. Yeah. Hashtag release the JJ cut. Yeah. Yeah. But this is what we have. You know, this is what it is. This is the Rise of Skywalker. I want the JJ cut. Still want the JJ cut. I mean, just. I understand you want the JJ cut. You're not going to get the JJ cut. Think of the top three things you're going to get in the JJ cut. You're going to get a better explainer on how the hell Palpatine has risen from the dead, apparently. Yeah. Finn and Poe might be something going on there. And Ray and Ben Solo not supposed to kiss. Yeah, listen. Because the, the, the that was cut, weird. The J.J. Cut probably would be a better film. But here's the thing, Rob. The J.J. Cut isn't real. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. We don't get that. That doesn't exist in, in Star Wars. Yeah, but Sorry. I, if George Lucas gets to remake his movies eight times. Yeah, but that's George Lucas. You know, the guy who invented it? Uh-huh. Yeah, he gets to do anything he wants. Uh, I would say, I would counter and say that J.J. invented at least episodes seven and nine to the same extent that George Lucas invented the previous six. Ooh, ooh, that's that's a heavy accusation there. J.J. has been the guy, I mean, just you look at the one movie he didn't write and how people like said it didn't fit. Well, it didn't fit because you wrote the other two to make it not fit. It didn't fit well just after seven, though. It, it felt like they were trying to do a lot in nine, that there was too uh, much to do, and they had to. They ideally should have saved some of that story for eight. Yeah, listen, I, I'm with you, and 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 it would have been it, it would have been nice to see JJ write all three or or you know be a part of all three, but he wasn't. So this is the Rise of Skywalker we got, and the Rise of Skywalker that we got is fundamentally flawed because of some of the things that it had to do or some of the retcons it tried to make. Right. But it's a fine movie. It's a fun movie. Have fun with it. Yeah. Why can't anybody have I, fun anymore? It was fun. I thought it was fun. I'm not going to, you know, heap it full of hate. Uh, is it my favorite well, movie good, of all you, time? I mean, no. Hate flow through you though, Rob. I mean, come on. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, Overall, you know, it, it tied up most of the things that had to tie up in a bow. Uh, sure, except for, like, the weird Finn thing where, like, Ray, I forgot to tell you, and then didn't tell him. And then just never told her, yeah. Uh, apparently, he's Force-sensitive. Yeah, that, that would make sense. It was, off of, like, but it was, only, we saw. it was only hinted at in this movie. No. And no, only a little. Some, uh, well, okay. It was, it was heavily hinted at in this movie, but there were some instances in in force awakens where we saw him do some stuff he he used a lightsaber but i outside of that he didn't really show a whole there were some character movements that he had that were a little bit um that that were a little bit forcey maybe you could see it coming like if you look back and if he said he was forcey, you'd be like oh okay you know right sure i guess i mean they really hit you over the head more in this one though they were trying to drive it home of course of course and the other thing was I expected to walk out of this movie understanding how Maz Kanata got Luke Skywalker's blue lightsaber. <laughs> and I still don't know. And it's really bothering me. Um, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. We're going to leave that one. Because uh, maybe she, you know, found it in uh, on Let Go or something. 
so so to summarize, this lightsaber was attached to Luke's severed hand. Yes. When it flew off at the duel on Cloud City. Correct. Never to be seen again until Episode Seven. Correct. That's all I've got. Yep. Nope. That's where it goes. That's where we. That's, that's what we Maybe have. Maybe we'll see it in the Mandalorian or something. You know that is theoretically possible, right? I mean, it takes the place after would Jedi. Work out. But uh, I, they could do it. They could do whatever they want. Yeah. Well, that's I think, and, and so I think we're going to see. And I, I've read a, enough about it to to kind of get on board with it that we're going to see more television Star Wars yeah. um, in the near and and, and probably. I don't want to say distant future. I don't know what, what that might mean, but uh, like for the next long while, I think we're going to get a lot of star Wars TV, yeah, which is going to help retcon a lot of the things I think that are open questions right now. Yeah. And, and I think it'll do a good job because I think there is a fair amount of star Wars fatigue out there at the current moment. Yeah. Um, except for the diehard fans. They, course, they'll they'll eat it up all day. Star Wars whenever. And so would you, Yes, but I would. I think the TV is a good medium, and, and it can help, you know, canon some things and, and help set up a new saga if that's where they wanted to go. Yeah. Now the theories on the new saga—I don't know if it's going to be a saga—but the new set of movies uh, that they're starting production on are going to take place during the High Republic era, about 400 years before the this, the movies we've seen, which will feature a quote-unquote middle-aged Yoda. So. And that that that's fine. And, I, and but I ran into and I, I've read the I've read the same you know theories or whatever the hell. I run into the same thing that I ran into when they came out with the you know the uh, there's going to be Game of Thrones prequels. We know how that ends. Yeah, I don't like that. So you you'd know? rather see a continuation story, or go five hundred years later. Yeah, to where it's barely connected at all. Yeah, start something new. You know, like I understand you need to like build off the worlds that you've built and you know the themes and and the and the characters and and whatever. But I I think there's a real chance right now, especially in Star Wars, to make something brand new. Yeah, I think that would be a good a good uh, refreshment for the franchise. Right, and, and I mean, sure, it's going to be the High Republic era is probably really cool and probably something that a lot of people might want to watch. Maybe that's more of a TV, you know, maybe that's more TV than that. That might be great for TV. Right. And you can build out that world as long as you want. And, but you also have that nostalgia that'll get people to watch week after week. Right. I, I think, and, and it's the same, I feel the same way about the game of Thrones stuff, man. Like we know, I, I know their story. Yeah, I want to see it. It'll be cool to see, right, the Targaryens do whatever they're going to do, right? It'd be cool to see mid-age Yoda, like, go to a singles bar or something <laughs> to meet Yadel or whatever the hell her name is. But, like... Or maybe go make a baby Yoda? We don't know. Yeah. yeah. But I want I want a new story. I want you to make me a new Han Solo. You know? Yeah. Because then also, I think the fans would enjoy it more because they won't have these expectations. Right. I want you to take everything away. I want you to say, that happened, right? The Skywalker saga happened. I want that to be legend in this next, you know, in, in the next saga or whatever the hell you want to call it. Yeah, I, that, that would be cool. I, I'm sure they're going to get there at some point because suppose, they're, they're I mean, printing geez. money. 
Well, yeah. And then you think about like, gosh, man, like I know Disney is problematic and I know they own too much and, and it's a problem for cinema. And I agree. I do. But at the same time, they have money to make cool things happen. And I like cool things. Who doesn't? So I, I like, obviously like, you know, the independent, uh, you know, uh, film studios and, and, and everybody's suffering at the hands of Disney, including the Lizzie McGuire fans whose project is now on hiatus. Right. right yeah. After two uh, like, episodes, after uh, shooting two episodes, I suppose with Lizzie McGuire, I'm not quite I, sure. How that I don't know where happen. I'm not enough of a Lizzie fan to know what's going on there. I cannot fathom what kind of creative difference you need to have on a Lizzie McGuire remake to leave the biggest entertainment company in the world. That seems bonkers to me. That's got to be there. You, they've got to be using the creative differences, quote unquote, phrase to stand in for everyone just hates each other. Right. Yeah. But, I, I, but how do you, I mean, God, there's so much money there. How do you hate them that much? Uh, oh. I don't know. Anyway. So, so what I'm, what I'm saying is like, I understand Disney's problematic and I understand like, Maybe a lot of Star Wars people don't want to, you know, don't want Disney to ruin their like toy factory that was Lucasfilm. I get that. But like, let them like, let them run with something, you know, like, I, 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 you know, Kevin Feige's a weird freaking guy, but he's done some cool stuff that you can't take that away from. Him. Certainly. You can say all you want. The Irishman is real cinema and Kevin Feige and Marvel is not. And it's just. Superhero movies, bang, bang, no character development, no whatever. They not, were Not even true. Uh, exactly. I, I'll let you say it, though, if you really want. Like, if that makes you feel better as a person, go ahead. You're wrong. But, like, you got a guy there and, and a big team that made a 23 freaking movie saga all fit together, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, let them have some freaking Star Wars control. Like very yeah. little, very very little retconning had to be done in that entire saga towards exactly. The end. So let them let them build something new using the premise of what we just watched. I think I don't know, I, and I guess like prequels are the thing now for everything, but I don't know. I'm just not interested in prequels. I know how that ends. I know what happens. It'll be fun yeah. to watch, sure, but there will be no like. Like, I think about what a Game of Thrones prequel would be. Like, you can't have a, a, a surprise like the Red Wedding in a prequel. Right. You, you, because you, you can only have so many surprises. Right, because it ends how, how it started. was already told. You have to get to that. You already know the status quo they're going to end on. Exactly. So, I'm not a big prequel guy. Um you can do a good prequel. You can make it fun, but I think it's more of a TV than a movie. Can you imagine if the Star Wars prequel trilogy was like a three-season Netflix series? That'd be fantastic. Would have been awesome. I don't know. I, and then, like, you think about it, and you go, "Okay, the High Republic, right? Like that ends with Qui Gon Jinn, okay, and the the." right? The Jedi council. And then everything goes to hell with Palpatine. Right. So, yeah. uh, like why does anything else that happens during that time necessarily matter to the canon of star Wars? It's just, I don't know. It's another story to tell as far as they're concerned. I don't know. But it's just not a good story. Like if you've given somebody the last chapter of a book, I, like why waste your time writing the first part? Just, 
just just make a new book. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I think right. we I think we have to move on. I think so. Yeah. Um, one last thought I had. Have you have you have you done the shrug challenge? I'm sorry. The what? The shrug challenge. Oh, the, the no, but we should do that. The the Ben Solo. I think I'd be pretty good at it. I know I wouldn't, but I think I'd be pretty good at it. I think the only thing, one thing I regret about Rise of Skywalker is we didn't have more time with Ben Solo. Oh my God. My favorite part of that entire, my favorite part of the Skywalker saga is Ben Solo jumping on the chain and saying, ow. (laughs) (laughs) It is the best Star Wars moment of all time. Ugh. There were those golden moments. Did, did like some of that stuff like hurt Darth Vader? Was he like, did he like go back home and be like, ah, fuck, that hurt? Maybe. Um, like he's gotta, right? I don't um, know. Okay, let's move on. Star Wars is. Uh, I, it, listen, it was fun. The Skywalker saga was fun. If you didn't think it was fun, you're wrong. The movie wasn't great. Wasn't art. It, it a lot of unanswered questions. Bad pacing. Storytelling was weird. It was still fun. Get over it. Enjoy yourselves. That's the point of movies. You freak. Exactly. Good. Speaking of enjoying yourselves. Oh, boy. We're champs, Ken. Uh, I'm sorry. What was that? We are champions. We are champions. Fantasy football glory. Wow. You remember that? Wow. Gosh. Wow. We haven't recorded in a long time. Um. Jeez, you remember we were sitting right here on this podcast in this this very room. You were in that very room. We were on these very phones. And I said that I was going to LOL start Ryan Tannehill in my fantasy final. And we laughed at it and decided to go with Jameis Winston. Do you remember that? Yeah. I went. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep because of these roster decisions. I started Ryan Tannehill. The Tannehammer. Good choice. And he helped me win. I went into that game, Rob, day of. Day of. It was 1245. I remember it vividly. It was Christmas. Well, it was almost Christmas. I was at home with the family. They were all like, Ken, pay attention to us. You don't see us anymore. And I said, no, I need to think about this. And I As sat if you haven't been thinking about it for a week. For 17 weeks, right. Yeah. I sat there with DJ Moore in a roster spot. In the wide receiver spot, DJ Moore. Remember, I said, how can I go into the locker room and, and tell him he's not playing in the final? Tell him his quarterback sucks. What would the guys say to me if I did that? Uh-huh. I put him on the bench at 1245, Rob. He plays one series, gets two targets, one catch for a yard, and then gets a season-ending concussion. Oh, I didn't... I actually didn't realize it played out quite like that. I knew he had a bad day. <laughs> that was it for him. I Ugh. ended up putting in Amari Cooper, who also didn't do a whole lot. He but, didn't do I a mean, ton, but he also didn't die. He didn't die, which was A+. plus. Yes. Then, Rob, I, don't forget this, Rob. We're on the phone, and we didn't even know this at the time. Derek Henry. Out. Out. Yeah, that was, my, that was a scramble. So it was a mad scramble. I'm able to pick up DeAndre Washington from the Raiders, but as Josh Jacobs also out, and Deion Lewis. Yes. I play them both. DeAndre Washington puts up about 20. Lewis about 10. Not great. 
Zach Ertz on my roster dies mid-game, broken mm-hmm. rib. Bah. I got guys in this roster. You think Deion Lewis, Zach Ertz, Amari Cooper all put up under 10, all put up under 7. But then, Rob, Michael Thomas. Oh, yeah. He had a beast of a week. 12 receptions, 136 yards, and a touchdown. Whoo! Whoo, boy. That's lovely. DeAndre Washington does a job with about 20. The Kansas City Chiefs don't give up. A, they give up only three points to the Bears. Mm-hmm. Mr. My, Jason Myers over in Seattle gives me a fair, you know, nine-point day for kicker, 23 from Tannehill, and then, Rob, it's Monday night. Oh, yeah, I remember this. Rob, it's Monday night, and we are down going into Monday night. By, hold on, I'm doing math. It was like by 15, 20, right? No, we were down going into Monday night by 23. That's right. 23 points going into Monday night. The season on the line, and Aaron Jones is the guy. Aaron Jones had negative points. He had fumbled the football. I remember. He had got back. At the end of the game, Rob, a 56-yard scamper for the boy. Just broke it loose. We win by five, back-to-back titles. Back-to-back. I mean, that's borderline dynasty. Borderline. I agree. We're getting there, though. I, the belt stays in the house. The fiancé's mad about it. <laughs> We're very happy. The Venmo has come through. Everything else has gone correctly. Wow. Just what a what a roller coaster. And see, and my experience was like the exact opposite. <laughs> I actually the I think the winning move was picking up the Indianapolis defense on the Panthers. Yes. Yeah, they put up thirty points in fantasy. I mean, dude, you only came away with a five point win. Yeah. If your defense doesn't put up thirty, I lose. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I, so the rest of the team mostly showed up, did their job, but there weren't any other blow-ups. Like, even Lamar scoring 29 in change, that's, like, normal for him. Yeah, that's insane. So then, on, so then I'm also going into Monday night, that Green Bay-Minnesota game, and I think I'm ahead, like, a fractional point. And I have decided, for some reason, to start Mike Boone. My opponent has... Kyle Rudolph. Oh, dear. And my big fear the entire time is Kyle Rudolph's going to catch a touchdown. Yeah, of course. Uh, Boone ends up putting like three points-ish, mainly in the first half. Kyle Rudolph, a catch for seven yards the entire game. Yeah, I mean, that's Kyle Rudolph, though, right? I mean, that's him in a nutshell. It's either touchdown or bust or nothing. And, and he busted, and I won. That's basically it. It's crazy. It's crazy. Oh. I mean, you, you had yourself uh, an odd year in that league, man. You I were... skittered into the playoffs in, third, in, in a tie for third place at eight and six. You were also a, a superstar to start the league. Yes. And then you fell off. Like I had off. I start, like the first third of the season I was strong. In the middle of the season I was awful. Then I, then I went on like a, what, a six-game win streak. 
and then I dropped two right before the playoffs. Yeah, but uh, it, it, crazy, crazy. Then the semifinal, I blew up. I scored like 150, 160 in a non-PPR league. <laughs> yeah, that was nuts. You're a nut. Ugh. Man, I, I still can't figure out how to draft in that league. I don't know what it is with me. Uh, hey, you've won it before. You've been in it yeah. before. I accidentally won that league once. That was yep. fun. Yeah. Oh, well. But, right. hey, man, we're champs. Uh, proud of you. I look forward to not having to chug a warm beer. Yes. Did, did the did the punishment get completed? It did not get completed yet, but uh, the, the punishee is aware, and he's actually finished in last place in the past, and I'm confident that he will do it. Now, you, you don't screw around because you kicked a man out of the league for not doing it. That's that's the deal. It's 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 the gentlemen's beer league. Last place team, you've got to do some kind of warm beer challenge. Uh, I think I had to make an allowance for someone who joined the league who doesn't drink beer. Well, oh, that's interesting. I I, I think I was going to let him do like a warm cider. Oh God, <laughs> that's worse. He was like, "Can I do cider?" I was like, "Sure, you can." <laughs> oh, why would he? No, don't. It do doesn't it. matter. I he went to the final. He's the guy I beat. So. Oh. Oh, um, and if if you don't do it, you're a bad sport, and you know I'm not I'm not having you back in my league. That seems fair, man. I, I, listen, I'm I'm proud of you for being. Um. Oh my gosh. No. Okay. Oh jeez. What happened? Sorry. I thought I just got a brown scoop on the Twitter, but it's oh. an old. It was an old Adam Schefter tweet that just came through. Oh. Uh, about a year ago. Fred uh, Kitchens. Two years ago now, almost. Oh. Um, now that the Browns are interested in interviewing Condoleezza Rice for their oh. head coaching job. <laughs> oh, boy. You want to get in the NFL? The real... Yeah, let's, let's pop over. Let's pop over to the real NFL. You want to start with coaching since we're already on the topic? Yeah, what the heck? I, I mean, what, what, what are your thoughts on, on the old uh, Belichick disciple coming over to, uh, to join another head coach in the league? What is that, eight now? Uh, an eighth Belichick uh, disciple, like at least, um, and uh, joins the Giants, the old wide receiver coach. Um, nothing's ever gone wrong with promoting a wide receiver coach to head coach before. Wide receiver slash special teams. I think that's important. That's the John Harbaugh route. It'd be special. And yeah. uh, so, I, I mean, here we are. What are you, you're the Giants fan. You tell me. What are your thoughts? Yes, it was it was a roller coaster just this past week. So uh, to two weeks, you're, uh, you start. Shermer gets let go. Ron Rivera never gets in the door. Uh, Mike McCarthy gets in the door, goes to Jerry World, never comes back. Rule never gets on a plane to New York because Carolina just throws all the money at him. Yeah. They don't uh, let him leave the building. Props to them. Good move. Yeah. No, good job. So then I'm sitting there as a Giants fan like, well, what the hell? It was our coach. Right, right. So then this, this, this news breaks. It's Joe Judge. And... My first thought is, is this Aaron Judge in disguise? How will he balance playing in the postseason with coaching the Giants? But then I realize this is a different person, and uh, I don't know what to think. Like he's okay, pros. He's a Bill guy, winning pedigree yeah. some to some extent. Cons. I've never heard of this guy. That's fair. Uh. In the days since, more info has been coming out about him. He had a tremendous introductory press conference. Thought he knocked it out of the park. 
he sounded good. I'll admit that. And I, I'm the first to uh, to to make jokes at uh, at a guy for having like a weird uh, weird football personality. But but he he seemed like he got it. Yeah, he 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 definitely gets it. I can see more and more at why the Giants were blown away by him. His attitude is perfect. His philosophy, I think, is fresh for this team. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it took to at least year two to see any real progress, though, because the roster is yeah. still a bit of a mess. Well, you still uh, here's the problem, and uh, I, I think it's it's something that needs to be addressed. Uh, Dave. Gettleman is still employed. Yeah, I do we have to talk about that? And that's not good. No. I mean, let's be, this is a guy who's failed upwards his entire career. Yeah. I and mean, we've impressive. said it we've said it on this podcast several times. He 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 hasn't proven why he should be in this position moving forward. Um and especially but, with his new comments about uh, uh about analytics and it's a running league and it's a you know, yada yada yada. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it, it's listen the best head coach in the world, right? You got to give him players. Needs Tom Brady to win Super Bowls. Yeah. I mean, right? you've got – and especially I feel like the Giants did make some steps forward personnel-wise this year. Just the guys they brought in kind of started getting it, especially the young guys in the secondary. There were a few pieces away, a good draft or two, and a few key free agent signings, plus – what Joe Judge might bring as a head coach could get them in the playoffs. Well, it certainly could. It's the certainly. NFC East. The bar is very low. Yes, and that and listen, you 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 get afforded that extra, you know, that little bit of oh, this actually might be okay because of that, and that's fine. So, yeah, I, I guess that summarizes my thoughts there. It's 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 just been a roller coaster of emotion that. I'm down, I'm up, and I think I've settled in a relatively up spot for now, and I'm just waiting for the draft to knock me back down. Yeah, I mean, get ready, man. We can talk draft at a later date because we've got some more football to talk about. But We certainly do. I mean, Giants, I think, have to trade down, right? They had to do that two years ago also. but uh, Well, it's neither here nor there. All right. Uh, you're down <laughs> in Carolina. What about uh, Matt Rule? What do you think about him? Uh, I'm not a big um, throw the boat at a at a guy who's never coached in the league before guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I think he's going to be a fine NFL coach. I don't know if anybody other than a Bill Belichick can live up to the deal that he's gotten. Right? Probably not. Um, so I, like that's what's kind of hindering my ability to be like all gun ho about it. Um. I think it's he, he's going to be a fine coach, and it's you know down here it's going to be more about um, you know changing a bit of that culture, getting you know changing things around a bit. Um, that seems pretty clear. Um, getting more of that winning mentality, kind of modernizing some things, um, and he's a big sports science guy and training and exercising and all sorts of stuff. So. Uh, I, I think it's it's about more than just the football with him. So maybe that's why the money is there. Um, they also understand they're not the biggest market that wanted to hire him, right? So um, if you're gonna, you got to overpay. As an Islander fan, I get that. Um, 
So it's it's interesting. I, I think he's a he's a fresh face. It's an interesting face, especially coming off of a guy like Ron Rivera. Um, you're going to need that kind of guy, right? The fresh face, kind of new new mentality, new age, uh, get things done. So it'll be interesting. I, I think the contract itself is crazy, crazy, crazy pants, crazy. Um, but sometimes you need to be crazy. Now, did he get five years or seven years, or what did he get? I, I thought it was seven. I could be wrong. That's incredible. I thought it was a little over the top. The Giants gave Judge five years. Yeah, yeah. So it was definitely seven, because I remember that Rule got two more than, than Judge. That's nuts. It is. It is bananas. Uh, speaking of nuts, the Cleveland Browns. Mm. What about them? Who's going to coach them? Hmm. They're the only opening left. Uh, Jason Garrett? Uh, okay. Bring the clapboard to Cleveland, I guess. <laughs> clap, 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 clap. Uh, I mean, what else, I mean, who else would do it? I mean, the, I mean, there's a question of would Urban Meyer jump to the NFL. Uh, personally, I think even if he wants to jump to the NFL, I don't think that's the job he should do it for. I, 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 why does everybody love Urban Meyer so much? I think it's a, he's a great coach, but – he just doesn't fit in the NCAA. Really? You think he's more of an, a professional coach than a college coach? I think he's a guy who is going to continually run afoul of the NCAA and hurt his program because of it. But in the NFL, the restrictions on things that, you know, it's not going to be a, a, as much of an issue for him. Yeah, but maybe he should just, like, be a GM then. Maybe. I don't know. I, I don't find him to be, like, this crazy must-have football coach. I mean, is Freddie Kitchens a must-have football coach? Uh, no, I mean we're talking about the Cle- let, let's, it's let's the Browns. Let's talk about Cle- uh, let's talk about Urban Meyer out of the context of Cleveland. Well, he's still he, you know he's working out of Ohio now. It wouldn't be a big move for him. I don't know. Maybe I just maybe I'm uh, too low on Urban, but I don't find him as like a must-have guy. Not I think a he's must-have. a fine. I think he's a fine recruiter. I think he's a fine um, players coach. I don't know tactically if he's the guy I want to run my run my jazz, right? He made um, Tim Tim Tebow win a, a national championship, but Tim Tebow was a good college quarterback. I, he was. I think part of that was the system. Sure, but that's what college is, right? That's the system in college. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, what else could Cleveland do? There's, they can wait a little bit longer, maybe catch a coordinator off a playoff team. Yeah, uh, they could. I, uh, I don't know. I don't know if they know because I certainly don't. I don't know either, man. Maybe they should I don't know. just maybe they should just trade Odell uh, it, to to New England for Bill Bill Belichick. Well, is it McDaniel's right? Is it McDaniel's job to lose in Cleveland? Yeah, I, I don't know if I if I've heard it being quite like that, but uh, he's got to be one of their top. Uh, one of the top guys there that we haven't talked about yet. Right. Gotta be, right? Well, after what he did to the Colts, like, I think teams are a little sheepish on him. Gosh, you remember that? Yeah. Woo. Just Did left them. Somebody pulling that off. Left man? them at oh, the altar. The cojones. You got to have a real set to do something like that. Yeah. So, you know, it's going to be hard for McDaniels to, to get a job. As a head coach. Yeah. I suppose you're not wrong. 
But at this point, Cleveland might be desperate enough to to risk it and try it out. It's possible. It's possible. I think it would be McDaniel's job to lose if he wanted it, and who the heck knows what he wants. I don't know what he wants. I don't. Clearly, he doesn't know what he wants. Well, that's the fun part, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, well, we're talking about McDaniel's. Let's talk about some more New England stuff now that they're out of the playoffs. Bye. <laughs> uh, Tom Brady. Is he coming Good back, guy. and where is he playing? I think he's back. Uh, I had a uh, I had a fun little take that I thought he and McDaniel's would come down to Charlotte together. <laughs> um, that went away pretty quickly. Yeah, they, it did. What's his name? A bajillion dollars. Yeah. No, I, Brady. He's at worst an idiot. At best, <laughs> terribly overconfident in his current abilities. If he leaves New England. Yeah, I I don't think he's going anywhere. Um, no, and I think he's playing. He said he's playing. I believe him. He wants to play yeah. till he's eighty or whatever. Yeah, and that's fine. And he should. I, I think he's still a perfectly serviceable NFL quarterback. I don't yeah, think he's but I think if he, I that. think if he signs anywhere that he'd be a starter, he's going to get exposed. Besides New England. Well, that's the thing. I, I mean, listen, and I've been saying this all season long, and and you can. You can count them up the amount of times I said this. The Patriots are bad. Yeah. So. Well, they're Patriot bad. They're still like, okay. No, they're, they're all, bad. They're okay. No. Nope. They're a bad team. They have no offensive weapons. That's true. They have zero offensive weapons. Well, it feels like zero at times. They have a, they don't have a lot of, yeah, they have no, yeah, you're right. They don't. I, I mean, you can say, I mean, and I would entertain you saying Julian Edelman is a, is an offensive weapon, but he's not a, he's not a guy who can win a one-on-one battle. No, Edelman's a guy who fits in when there's talent around him. Right. I, I mean, Sony Michelle kind of took a big step back this year. Sony Michelle is one of the worst NFL running backs. Yeah. And this was after being, like, not terrible last year. So so when I think about the Patriots, right, I think about McDaniel saying, boy, I got to get out of there. I'm not going to – my stock is not going to go up any higher than it is today. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So he is like, all right, I'm out of town. Right? I'll see you later. Bye-bye. And you're saying, okay, you know, what are we going to do offensively? I, I don't pay. If I'm Robert Kraft, Bobby, if I'm Bobby Boy, which I am not, I'm not paying Tom Brady to be bad next year. I mean, I guess that's the question, right, is what is their assessment of Tom Brady? Because it's not, it's not, uh, it's expensive. Yeah, no, he's not cheap. And that's a fully guaranteed deal, right? Like, that's that's what this is. Mm-hmm. So, I'm saying, okay, I'm Josh McDaniels, and I'm going, all right, my stock is not going to get any higher than it is right now. If, in fact, right, in fact, if I play next year, if I, if I coach this team next year, it'll probably be worse. Edelman's another year older. 
Michelle's another year bad. Brady's another year older, right? Yeah. And, and maybe you go – I mean, listen, maybe you sign Antonio Brown again this offseason and everything changes. Can I'm you saying imagine them barking up that tree again? I do. I, I do. They're the, they're the Patriots. Yeah. But I'm I'm taking this as it is right now. Listen, in free agency, uh, I could be – you know, you can delete this take right away because maybe they draft really well, right? Maybe they trade up and do something crazy. I don't know. I don't know what the hell they do. Well, keep in mind, they don't usually have a draft pick as good as they're going to have this year. No. So no. this is an opportunity for them to kind of restock a little bit. Now, if I'm them, I may, I trade up to grab one of those wide receivers who would go first overall in any other year. Mm-hmm. And I take them at five or six whenever I can get them. So that could be a target for the Giants to trade down. Exactly. And that's exactly what I would do. That's exactly what I would do. Yeah. You give Brady one more weapon, right? Give him a Jerry Judy. Right? Yeah. To just streak the field, man. Go do it. Make it happen. Edelman becomes a weapon. I mean, listen, they're one good, and by good, I mean like like all-star caliber, Pro Bowl caliber. Randy Moss type, yeah. But, hey, listen, A.J. Green's a free agent, yeah. right? Maybe he pops over there. There's, there's options for them, but at the same time, they need to decide as an organization, are we trying to win again next year, or can I save $30 million and not pay Tom Brady to be on a bad team? Right, and, and they're kind of at that crossroads where they can try to load up for one more run with kind of this group, or they can just take the opportunity and blow it up. Right. So, so it's it'll be an interesting. interesting it's an interesting. It's interesting. And I, if I'm Tom, though, I say go get me a wide receiver, or I'm leaving. Sure, I think he's earned the right to do that. Yeah, of course he has. And if I'm the Carolina Panthers, I say, "Hi, Tom, come play here." <laughs> Maybe I trade Cam Newton. I think they have I to trade I Cam mean, Newton. What? I think they have to. Uh, well, it seems that it seems Rule likes him, so we'll see. I, he he could just be saying the things he has to say at this point. I wouldn't put as much stock into that as some people yeah. might be. I don't know. I don't know either, man. All right, let, let's talk about on the field. We still got some playoffs to play. We certainly do, and Starting they're tomorrow. very exciting. I went four for four on my picks, Rob. Four for four. It's got me tied in first place in my playoff pool. Got a couple grand on the line here, buddy. Oh boy, feeling pretty good. I had the old. Uh, titans win obviously um but the and the vikings oddly enough all the dogs i picked won the game so i didn't even have to worry about the spread yeah it's incredible um and and let me say this week buddy i i I want you to i want you to confirm my thinking okay because i think it's i i I feel strongly uh but that makes me nervous because when you feel strongly about betting on things you normally lose yeah um, so, so here's what I got right now. And, and the spreads are, are large, which makes me nervous. So the way this playoff pool picks, let me, let me give you a little background here. Sure. Let me level set as my, as, uh, the old boss would say, let me level set for you. The, uh, so there's four games and you get to put a ranking on each of the games, right? One, two, three, or four. And one's your most confident. No, four is your most confident. Okay. Most points wins. Gotcha. Okay. Right. So. So last week I went in, and I'm a very impatient man. So last week, and I just said, 
I'm going to go floor. I'm going to floor it, you know, uh, you know, pedal to the metal. I'm going to go four, three, two, one on the games in order so I can watch them as it happens. And <laughs> it, it, doesn't it ended matter. up not mattering because you were right it on all four. It ended up not because I went four for four. But so I'm saying, all right, whatever. I'll just see what happens. So I end up winning all four. So now here we go this week. I get a little bit more intense on it. So the first game of the week is Minnesota at San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Now, Stefan Diggs is dealing with a little bit of an injury now, or he's sick or something like that. Mm-hmm. Adam Thielen is dealing with the ankle injury, I think. Mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook, we know, is guys a little banged up. I don't know if he's 100%. I mean, they might say he is, but we know he's a little banged up. And Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins, right? Yeah. However, the spread is six and a half. And although I think the San Francisco 49ers are much better than the Minnesota Vikings. I feel like the Niners only win games by a field goal. There have been a lot of close ones. Now, so I have the Vikings plus six and a half. But I have that as my lowest ranked game at one. That's your lowest ranked game. That's interesting to me. Then we move on to the other Saturday game, Tennessee at Baltimore. Hmm. Baltimore giving nine and a half points. That's a lot. Yeah, that is a lot in the playoffs. I don't know. I do not know. I want to change this to my number one. I really do. But I'm just not confident in Derrick Henry being able to do everything Derrick Henry does while Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram are doing the same thing. Yeah. So, And not to mention the Ravens are a very stout defense as well. Yeah, so I've got Baltimore giving nine and a half, and that's my second lowest ranked at two. Okay, so I'm I'm not confident on Saturday. I have to no. be honest. No, I got I've even got concerns about, uh, you know, we haven't seen Lamar win a playoff game yet. Not that he's had that many chances. Yeah, well, I mean, um, you know, you can only win if you play in them. Right. Well, yeah, and and the Titans coming off that win against the Patriots. Yeah. I don't know. This, I know this this game could end up being a lot closer than people think. So I, I do have half a mind, Rob. i got to be honest with you. I have half a mind to switch that to my number one and switch Minnesota to my number two. But my thing is, am I am I too high on Kirk Cousins? Yes. Oh. Oh, you want me to switch that to San Francisco, don't you? Uh, it's the spread that's killing me, though. It's six and a half. It's a big number. Yeah. That's the thing. It's not just a money line pick. It's oh yeah, if it's money line at San Francisco and Baltimore, no question. Yeah, yeah, Ugh. tough. The next two games are pretty easy in comparison. Well, so the the first game on Sunday, the noon, the high noon game, Houston at Kansas City. This is my highest ranked game, Rob. Uh huh. I'm. I totally agree. At four, and I've, I've got Houston getting nine and a half. Okay. Yeah. I think that's going to be a tight game. Yeah, I mean the concern is the Chiefs' defense won't be able to shut the Texans down. That they played each other during the regular season. At at a couple points and it was they were close yeah 
They were close games. Now, now hold on a second. Listen to me as I go back in time with the San Francisco 49ers here. Okay. I'm, I'm going back to that schedule. Okay. We're going to start. Rain game against the Redskins. Mm-hmm. You remember that? That was week what? Week uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. In week six, they won nine nothing in the rain in Washington. Yes. Okay. The week following, Tevin Coleman scored a million touchdowns against the Panthers. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And they won that game fifty-one to thirteen. Okay. Yep. But now listen to this. The last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine weeks of the regular season. Okay? Mm-hmm. They lose to the car they beat the Cardinals 28-25. They lose to the Seahawks 27-24. Right. They beat the Cardinals 36-26. Uh-huh. They beat the Packers 37-8. They lose to the Ravens 2017. They beat the Saints 48-46. That was a great game. They lose to the Falcons 29-22. They beat the Rams 34-31. They beat the Seahawks 26-21. In a game that you could argue they had every opportunity to lose. So those are all very close games I'm seeing. Yeah. Minus that Packers game. There's no blowouts in, in what we just looked at. Yeah. So uh, if, I cannot yeah. imagine in a divisional round of the playoffs, they're going to come out and, 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 and blow away a team that just beat the Saints. Yeah. I think you make a good point. So I'm uh, live. I'm moving that live to number two, and I'm moving Baltimore, Tennessee to one. Okay. Yeah. Then I've got Houston getting nine and a half against Kansas City. I, Kansas City is going to win the Super Bowl. Pretty confident there. You think? I do. But I don't think they're going to beat Houston by 10. No, I don't think so. I think I think you're right. But, and then the last game of the week is Seattle at Green Bay. And I've got Seattle getting three and a half. That's been such an interesting game for people to try to pick. It is because I am I'm a, a firm belief that the Packers are bad. They're not, they're not as good as their record says they are. I think everyone knows that. I am nervous that the Seattle Seahawks can literally not move the ball on the ground. Yeah. In Green Bay. I don't think that matters. I don't, uh, I don't care. The Saints I mean, lost at home. And the, the and Seattle's been Seattle's been really good on the road this year. Uh, so I've got that. That's that's my third highest. That's my second highest game at three points. Yeah, with a three point spread, I can see that. And I just feel like it's going to be close. I, I honestly think Seattle might win, but I I, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a field goal game. Yeah, and it's a three and a half point spread. That game is so interesting because I could see it being close. I could see it being a blowout either way too. Yeah, I mean same. Same. Yeah, if yeah. someone if someone just shows up that day, it'll be a blowout. Well, it depends on what Packer team you're getting. I mean, we watched them against the Lions at the end of the season. That was bad. It was. It was ugly to watch. It was, yeah, exactly. It was bad. So, yeah, that one's going to be 
I think the first like quarter is going to really answer yes. how that one's going. Now, part of me, Rob, wants to just go back in and, and change it to four three two one again, just so I get I get you know uh, I get my uh, get my rocks off earlier in the in the weekend. <laughs> you, it's your money; you can do whatever you want with that. It's my money, and I need it now. <laughs> Oh boy! Oh man, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard. I got to be honest with you, man. I want to pick all dogs this week. I really do. I mean, they're they're all just like last week. They're all good games. It's just nine and a half feels like so many to it me. It does. I don't know the 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 um the uh the Houston Kansas City. I feel pretty strongly about. That's why it's my. That, that's that's why I have it ranked so high. I just, um, I, I think the Texans are a fine team. I, I, I think they can compete here. I think they'll compete. I think they're going to lose, but yeah. Same. They played each other once in the regular season. And the Texans won. Now, was that, was Mahomes in the lineup? How early in the season was that? Mahomes was in the lineup. Okay. Hold on, I'm 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 making sure because I did watch that game live, and I, I know Mahomes was in the lineup. He played the whole game. Okay. So, I don't know. I, I just don't know why it's nine and a half. Nine and a half seems crazy. It does seem high. Yeah, I definitely agree. It seems quite high considering how that matchup played out the first time, uh, and how the Texans have looked the last few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Now, can we talk about how you think the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl? Sure. Let's. <laughs> so you think they're going to beat Baltimore? Yeah, I think um, – dude, this is why I want to pick all dogs. I think there's a fair chance Tennessee just accidentally wins this week. I feel like I had an inkling about that as well. Um, they're a fine team. They're a good team, right? Uh, they're in the playoffs. They won a game. Uh, granted, they beat a bad team in the Patriots, but they won. And here they are. Um, they run the ball extremely well. They, I will say defensively, I am nervous about them standing up to Lamar. Yeah. Cause uh, a lot of teams have had a lot of trouble with that and they know what's coming. Yes. Uh, so it's no secret what's going to happen. And I, I'm not sure that they've got the sauce to stop it. Um, but I mean, if there's a team that's going to just be like, Whatever, you know, who cares? Let's just go play and see what happens. It's them, right? No expectations, no concern of people losing jobs. You know, it just is what it is. They've already overachieved, so now they're playing with right. house money. Tannehill knows he can he can start anywhere in the league next year, right? Maybe Vrabel not Miami. Knows, right. Vrabel knows he's playing, he's coaching next year. Mm -hmm. Henry knows he's going to get paid no matter who the heck wants to give him the cash. Oh, yeah. Right? So, and A.J. Brown knows he's the next pro ball wide receiver. I, I mean, they feel good. I, now, like I, I mean, here's the thing. I could not even pretend to name a defensive player on that team. Yeah, I don't know if I can either. So, that's going to be, uh, obviously, a pretty major concern for that group. But not having any expectations going into Baltimore, a team right that's got high expectations now, 
coming off a bye week of not a, I mean, is he technically a rookie Lamar? I know he played a couple games last year, but I, I mean, yeah, I, don't, I think he's not a rookie anymore technically. So guy getting his first real look in the playoffs, right? Like maybe I know he played a playoff game. Didn't he get, he played last year too, right? Yeah. They lost the but, chargers. Right. So, I mean, maybe, maybe the expectations are too much. Maybe he's not ready. You know, X, Y, Z, it could be anything. It could be. I, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that that's what we're saying. It's just that we, it's a possibility. Oh, of course. Oh, and let me be clear. I think that, I, I think the Ravens are the best team in the league, but in sports, the best team doesn't always win. Right. And I think Lamar Jackson is top three quarterback in the league. But the top quarterback doesn't always win. That's true. So, I mean, there you go. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think we got to move on. Got one more uh, fun segment here. Let's uh, let's get to let's let's actually let's stick with football. Change leagues. Heyo. Uh, so the, the the new XFL, they just announced their uh, their rule changes this week. Uh, some interesting stuff. Some of it, I'm sure people would say it's a little gimmicky. Uh, but a lot of it, you know, if there's a problem, they're trying to fix it. Whether it's the right way or not, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Uh, so let's just start with uh, the kicking game, which is so different. Touchbacks on kicks come out to the 35-yard line. Okay, so you hold on, and punts out of bounds inside the thirty-five, go to the thirty-five. No coffin corner. Wow, that's interesting. So, so just to uh, uh, mention it, I I don't know these rules. These are all new to me. So I'm reacting in in real time here. Um, Yes, that's interesting. I don't love the dangerous part of it. Right, kickoffs are dangerous. Kickoffs. Well, uh, now hold on. There's a bit more about the kickoffs. Oh, please do, because that'll that'll help me. Uh, that'll yeah. Help me so, um, the return team and the coverage team cannot move until the returner catches the ball. Wow. This is to reduce high speed collisions. And, and and this is a regularly sized field. Yes, regulation size field. That's fascinating. Yeah, so it's like you have to make a decision. Do we want to give them the ball to 35 or risk them setting up some kind of crazy block play where the guy just runs through everything? Yeah, that's interesting. I, I don't mind that. I, I, I'm happy that they made a rule to accommodate for some of the uh, health concerns. Yeah, they're, they're trying to address, it sounds like, safety while also trying to cut down on the boring kickoffs that just always go for touchbacks. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I'm, I'm open to the effort. Uh, I am still. Uh, I, I'm open to the effort. I, I'm interested this to to see how that one goes. I give that rule change a B minus C plus. That's pretty good. I'm going to give it a C plus because I, I don't know what the other ones are, yeah. and I want to want to see wanna, it in action. So yeah, I don't want to be uh, I don't want to yeah. be too lenient. On the flip side, punts are going to just decrease overall. Um, Why is that? Well, a touchback comes out to 35 instead of the 20. Yeah. So And the gunners can't leave the line of scrimmage until after the ball is kicked, not on the snap. Uh-huh. 
Okay. So not only are you kicking for less okay. of a field yeah. position so advantage. Punting. Right. If you're even close to midfield, you're probably going for it on fourth down. Right. The only thing that the, you would only punt, I think, inside your own 30. Yeah. If you, like, got the kickoff three and out. Well, especially because you're getting the kickoff at the 35 anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. I'll give the. I'll give the. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna also give it a C plus. Yeah. Because, um, like I said, I don't know the other one. Sure. Um, okay. Not gonna, bad so far. Two C pluses. That's a, that's passing. That's all right. Uh, and again, we haven't seen these in action yet, so like we could be totally off. Be like, wow, that rule actually really sucks. Yes. Exactly. Um, all right, next point, really quickly, PATs, no kicks. No kicks. One-point attempt from the two-yard line. Okay. Two-point attempt from the five-yard line. Interesting. Three-point attempt from the ten-yard line. Three! There's a three-point conversion option. Love it. Love it. So now an 18-point deficit is a two-score game. Love it. I want... Uh, I want I B plus. Yeah, he likes it. Mikey he likes, likes it. it a lot. I'm curious to see how many teams decide they want to go for two on the regs versus one. Yeah, why would you go for one? Right. Well, especially if you're confident in your passing attack, if you're a team that, that has a strength there, converting from the five might be easier than converting from the two. Yeah, the two you don't got space. You don't got no space. Yeah. You so, can run an option from the five, you're good. You can do some stuff. Yeah, B+. All right. Plus. All right. A-. Minus. A-. Minus. A-. Minus. Ken likes the conversions. All right. Uh, this next one, to me, feels gimmicky. Yeah, that means it's going to be an A+, plus, I think. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's, it's going to increase the entertainment value, but I think it's kind of artificial. So, so during normal play, if there's a run out of bounds or an incomplete pass. You have the, to do push-ups. No. The game clock runs. They don't stop the game clock. Okay. But they also will have a dedicated ball spotter on the crew. So oh, they ex- I like that. They expect to have the ball spotted within seven seconds. Seven for the next like a lot. Uh, in, the now, NFL, in the NFL, I say it takes 11 to 15 seconds. That's insane. It's insane to me, Rob, that there is not a ball spotter in the booth. Yeah, No, no I mean physically on the field, someone who That's- will get the ball ready for the next play. Well, th- what I'm saying is it- it's insane to me that there's not a a, a, um, a radio in the line judge ear and a guy in the booth who says, that guy went down at the 26, put the ball there. Yeah. That's insane to me that that doesn't exist. And it's a little insane to me that they're not uh, exploring with new tech uh, in this XFL uh, opener. There's a little um, bit of new tech. We can- we'll get to that. Okay, I'll a give that bit. one a, a, a C minus. It doesn't okay, really but do. that's only half the rule, really. Oh boy. The other half is inside of two minutes. There's something called the comeback period. The comeback period. Yes, oh, I love it. <laughs> that's what they called it. Okay. Inside of two minutes, the ball stops after uh, the the clock stops after every play until the ball is spotted and five seconds have run off the play clock. Okay. Okay, so it's kind of like college. Kind of like, except, well, not quite. Except it stops every time. Yeah, it's every time. It's not just on first downs. Right, but it, it's so you can got that feel to it. You can run the ball up the middle with with eight seconds left on the clock. I don't hate that. You shouldn't take away plays in the game. I guess I get clock management. 
but you shouldn't take away parts of the game um, for silly, arbitrary clock reasons. Okay, so so here's the thing with me is it feels to me like they're artificially inflating the number of plays run with yes. the clock under two minutes to give it more excitement when a team scores. Yes. To me, it's it's all semantics. Like even uh, Oliver Luck, the commissioner of the XFL, has said that their intention is to be able to play the same number of plays as an NFL game. Intention? <laughs> What's going to happen? Well, well, the idea being there's going to be more plays in the last two minutes, so like everything in less last two minutes of a half is going to feel more like, you know, this crazy last minute comeback. Yeah, no, I, I I'm fine with that. I like drama. Give me drama, but I don't. I think the rule itself it, it needs uh, to be fleshed out a little bit. Yeah. Um. So I'll give it a I'll give it a straight C. Just a straight okay. C. So not the A plus you were expecting. <laughs> no, it's kind of a letdown to be honest. All right. Uh, the play clock is 25 seconds. Don't care. After the ball is spotted. Whatever. Uh, well, the NFL is 40, so. Yeah, that's also a lot. I, I, You know, you're right. I, I needed to move along a little bit quicker, but I don't necessarily care that much. All right. I'm going to give it an incomplete. Okay. And and to kind of piggyback off of that, all skilled players on offense will have radios in their helmet. Okay. To expedite play calling. That's cool. Because you have a 25-second play clock. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you on that one. And the radio isn't going to cut out until the ball is snapped. Whoa, that's cool. So you could have an, an offensive coordinator literally Peyton Manning-ing the entire team with three yeah. seconds till the snap. Yeah, uh, I, I like that. Uh, it's not crazy. Uh, 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 B-minus. Okay. And then a few other smaller tweaks. Um, it, it's going to be one foot in bounds on a catch like NCAA. Yeah, A-plus. Uh, yeah. Uh, they simplified the catch rule a little bit. It's a little more clear what's a catch and what's not. Okay. And uh, replay reviews have a one-minute time limit. Uh, okay. I don't love it, but I'm okay with it. I actually love that because how many times in the NFL does a replay take three to five minutes and they still get it wrong? Yeah, if you can't figure it out, you can't figure it out. I get it. I'm okay with it. I, I wish they did something like, you could take as many looks at it as you want. Like you could take 55 minutes to look at it if you want, but you can't slow it down or you can't uh, zoom in or something like that. I don't know. There's also no coaches challenges. It's all from, all from the eye in the sky. Uh, okay. And are they doing it on everything? So like what's reviewable? I can get you that list. Um, Is it like, are we doing pass interference? No, it's basically most of what's uh, reviewable in the NFL, but not pass interference notably. Uh, okay, plays involving possession, plays involving touching of either the ball or the ground. Plays involving touching. Yep, your favorite kind. Plays been... governed by the goal line, plays okay. governed by the boundary lines, plays governed by the line of scrimmage, plays about... governed by the line to gain. Okay. Number, okay. Of, number of players on the field at the snap. Oh. And game administration such as penalty enforcement, proper oh. down, well, that's interesting. Get penalty enforcement. Yes. So is that like a missed hold, or is that just... I think it's, hey, the hold happened on this yard line, not that yard line. Right. That's kind of, Yeah, that's that's the question I was asking. Yeah. Okay. Proper down, okay. spot of a foul, status of the game clock, and disqualification of a player. The replay... So they'll review headshots? 
Yeah, if they decide to, yeah. Uh, two exceptions. The replay official may correct obvious errors involving player safety at any point throughout the game. Oh, that's good. And the replay official may correct any egregious, obvious error that may have a significant impact on the outcome of the game in the last five minutes of the fourth quarter or during overtime. So that Saints pass interference call would have gotten called? I think so. Just obvious BS, I guess, can be corrected. I don't hate that. I don't also. I also don't hate that language that they used. It's clear. It, well, you want to say it's clear now. I, I as a communication now until an, yeah Rob, until something happens, it isn't clear. Right until something happens that's egregious to you, but not egregious to me. It's all about. So there's a dedicated official who. Yeah, but it's all subjective yeah. to that dedicated official. Of course. So that's the only thing I don't love. But I will say I do appreciate that they're making an effort to limit but also expand review. I know that sounds uh, like an oxymoron, um, but I appreciate that effort. I, I do. I really do. So I'm going to give all of that a B plus. So no A's, Rob. I'm a little upset, actually. Yeah. I, you know, passing grade, though. I thought they were going to do something crazy, like, you know, like uh, if you jump on the trampoline, you get 45 points, you know, like. Uh, oh, what was uh, that? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, something crazy. the something name of the sport. Crazy. Yeah, that ESPN2 or whatever. Um, I don't know if you're interested in overtime, but it is different than anything you've seen. Different than anything I've seen? Yeah. Okay, that makes me interested. Uh, it's kind of like a shootout in the NHL or MLS. Okay. Uh, they play rounds, and you get sure. a, each team gets a one-play possession at the opponent's five-yard line. You have one play to score. What if you get to the one and they get to the two? Do you win? No. So it has to go in the end zone? Yes. You get one play unless there's a – I think if there's a penalty, you retry from the one. If there's another penalty, they give you the score. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so if you commit one penalty and then jump off sides and they try from the one, they just get the score. Yo, that's kind of wild. I think the idea being let's not wait for five penalties to happen before this play goes off. Right, and that's 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 uh, and that's all of. Will that also be playoff overtime? Uh, I mean, they always could change it, but that's what's on the books that I'm seeing right now. Okay, I'm a. That's an A. That's an A minus. Okay, that's cool. I do like that. And it's best of five, and if it's still tied, they keep on going in uh, sudden now, death rounds. Now, here's what I'd like as a fan of the game. What I would like is that they, at the beginning of overtime, set up each side of the field so that both teams' offense and defense were out at the same time. I've heard this theory. Is this the Pat McAfee theory? Uh, no, no, I just wanted to go quicker. Yeah. I, so instead of. You know, it doesn't say specifically on here that's what they would do, but. That would be a good idea. I agree. That's what I want. And I, I want them to, like, celebrate on the other side of the field and then, like, run at each other if they won the game. Yeah, that would be really cool. Kind of like, you know how, like, they, they have the um, uh, the soccer guys, all the guys stand at midfield. Yeah. Right? I like that. That's that's what I want. If they do that, it's an A+. If they don't, it's an A-. minus. Okay. I think I'll take the A-. minus. All right, fine. All right. So, overall, you've heard most of the changes. I think those were the, the biggies. Uh, yeah. Do any of these make it to the NFL someday? 
Uh, overtime is going to have to at some point change. They've got to fix that. Um, I don't know if this is how they fix that, but they got to fix yeah, it. Yeah, I think they probably go college first before they do something like this. Yeah. But overtime definitely has to change the NFL. I, you know, I think that's a pretty widely recognized opinion. Yeah. Um, so overtime, I think one foot in bounds is something that may come eventually. That would be progressive for the NFL. I don't know about that one because uh, really, you think that you think that's too much. I mean, then you're talking about bringing all the all the receiving and passing records historically into question. Listen, I, I get that, but there's also a league where they have a different field size, and nobody complains about home run stuff. True. They probably get over that over time. So I, I don't. I mean, I think that's. Uh, I guess. I don't know. I'm trying to think. Is that too progressive for the NFL? I don't know. I, I think that would – it's funny because everybody always says, oh, the NFL doesn't have a scoring problem. You got, People need to understand a 24-21 game is a 4-3 final. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and, basically. And that's an NHL game, which everybody says needs more scoring. True. So, I mean, that's an idea. Um I like the clearer Catch Do you want me to read the Catch Rule? Yeah, I'm interested in it. I mean, if it's that much clearer, I can't imagine it is. I know the NFL Catch Rule gets a lot of flack, but it honestly does make sense. Okay, let's go to – I'm on there. I think it's this one. All right, to catch a ball means that a player, one, secures control of a live ball in flight before the ball touches the ground. Fair. Two – Touches the ground in bounds with any part of his body. Also much easier than the NFL rule. And then three, and this is where it sounds a little like the NFL rule, but it's simpler. Maintains control of the ball long enough to enable him to perform an act common to the game, i.e. long enough to pitch or hand the ball, advance it, avoid, or ward off an opponent, etc. Okay. That's it. It sounds very similar to the NFL rule. They have the NFL rule here. Um, it's pretty similar. I think it is a little more clear. Um, but you're still talking about, quote-unquote, long enough. Yeah. I, I mean, again, though, here we are. And like, this is the thing I, I struggle with, like, some of these rules, is the subjectivity of a lot of them. Yeah. Um and now, obviously, a cat, but it's just so strange to me how, like, in your backyard, you know what a catch is, but in the NFL, you don't. Yeah. And and that's, I think it's like a step in the right direction, but I, I agree, it's still not quite clear en- enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think that, that rule, obviously, is going to get, you know, dealt with on and on and on. Of course. Um, I, I wonder actually, right. This is an interesting topic. I, I, we could say for the next podcast, we've been going for four hours now, but I, I'm, I'm interested in, in what some of the sticking points are going to be in the CBA. Mm. Cause that's going to be an issue. I, I mean, that's very clear now, right? The, the CBA is going to be an issue. Of course it is. And are we going to see a potential NFL lockout? right around the time when we're going to be getting an XFL. Now that's, that would be interesting. So that's something I think we should, uh, we should look into a little bit and maybe we can even get somebody on who might have a little bit more experience with this type of thing. 
Maybe. So we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll have to do some research there. We'll get back to you on that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We'll circle back. We'll we'll run it up the flagpole. We'll climb the ladder with it. We'll see what happens. Oh yeah. Speaking of uh, the NHL, let's let's just move over some quick hits. Uh, I think we can put the XFL to rest for now. Did, did you just make a lockout pun about the, the NHL? I did not mean to, but maybe I did. You did. Impressive. All right. Um, yeah. All right. All right, so uh, Rangers, I want I wanted to quickly touch on uh, their goalie situation. They brought up uh, Igor Shesterkin uh, to be a third goalie. He started back-to-back games, looked pretty good. Uh, it's just interesting. It's like, it feels like the writing's on the wall for uh, for Georgiev. Um, I think tonight they're starting Hank, and they've listed Georgie as the backup. Yeah, so, I, I, he, Georgiev's it, on his way out. That's yeah. That's pretty clear. Uh, and and it, there's plenty of teams that could use him for a playoff run. They need backup goalie X Y Z. So that's totally kosher. Which funny to me as an Islander fan, and I'd be interested to get Seth's uh, Seth's note on this also. Is Rangers fans are are and and um, appropriately so excited for Shostirkin, right? Yeah. Um, guy who's got potential to be an all-star, potentially a Hall of Famer, right? He's a very, very, very good goalie, cost-controlled, young, etc. right? Yeah, I mean, they'll, they'll look at him as the next guy. Right, and that's awesome. And as an Islander fan, I've been waiting for that in a goalie for my entire life. What's hilarious to me as an Islander fan is that it doesn't change. To, so, so, again, hear what I'm saying as an Islander fan and, and, and take it in is it's funny to myself and, and I'm sure other Islander fans and, and, and other folks who I've talked to about it, that it doesn't change anything about the Rangers view around the league, right? They get Igor Shostirskin. He comes in the league. He lights it up. He's a superstar. He's phenomenal. And everybody else in the league and Ranger fans lose their minds over it because it's awesome, Right. But everybody else in the league shrugs their shoulders and say, yeah, you guys were doing that already. You had Hank. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's like, like you already have a Hall of Famer on your roster. We watched that happen for the last 15 freaking years. We get it. You guys have good goalies. <laughs> you know? like, it does kind it of feel like that. You're right. For us, it's awesome for you guys. And you guys don't have to skip a beat in moving Hall of Fame goalie to Hall of Fame goalie. But like there, there's like. You, you're hoping Shostirskin is is Hank, right? That's the hope. And everybody I think else that's best going, case, yeah. And everybody else is going, hey, you guys already had him, though. That doesn't move the needle for us. Like, yeah, but he's old care. now. Yeah. It's like but we have know, him he, again. Like, it'd be like, um, it's, it, it, yeah, it's like the Yankees going from Derek Jeter, and then, like, he retires, but, like, Francisco Lindor is the next guy up in the in the organization and you, everybody just shrugs their shoulders and goes yeah you guys have a good shortstop we know yeah like, you know. <laughs> now even glaber torres now like right no it's it's just fascinating to me and it's awesome and I, god like i said i wish i had a goalie prospect i mean we do sorokin could be that guy for us but who, who the heck knows but at the same time like you guys already had a hall of fame goalie <laughs> yeah so so, like, Islander fans aren't, like, extra nervous about playing the Rangers because they got a Hall of Fame goalie. You're like, yeah, we already had to deal with that. And yeah. the same thing with the rest of the league. 
it's just interesting how they're 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 going with three right now, and like I feel like all the stories that I've, I'm reading are about how it's weird, but they're trying to make it not weird, but it's weird. It's very strange. Uh, and again, I'll I'll loop in my Islander fandom as a uh, don't forget a couple of years back when the Islanders ran out the, the three headed goalie monster ahead of the expansion draft because they were afraid of losing somebody. Um, in JF Barubi. Uh, Yaro Halak and, and Thomas Grice and that was not a lot of fun the three goalie situation is hard to deal with it's hard for egos it's hard for professional athletes um, it, it's not a great spot but it's also an awesome spot because your three had a goalie monster at the current moment Hank Chistirsky and Georgiev are phenomenal netminders um, and Georgiev's going to get dealt I mean everybody is is aware of this however uh, maybe there's something going on in the organization where they know Hank might be ready to, to hang him up. Right? Maybe. And, and and maybe they're saying, okay, Hank, you need to tell us what you're doing in your future so we can make it make an informed decision on on, on Georgiev here. Because he's obviously, he's the odd man out. And you're not going to carry three forever. So it, it's up to, I, I suppose, it's up to whatever the discussion the internal discussions are about what hank wants to do in his future and whether or not that includes playing a couple more years and if it does then that's about where are we going to move georgiev and how do we make sure we can still highlight him for teams around the league who, who can get to say yeah this guy is a, is a, is a high quality nhl caliber goaltender cool <laughs> uh islanders what do you got what do I got? Uh, they don't know how to shoot and score, um, which is a problem in the hockey. Yes, um, those are you know the main objectives. That is literally the only main objective. Yes, um, but so I mean, listen, they won a lot of games in a row. They banked a lot of points, which you got to do in this league, and they did, and that's good. Um, the Penguins are right on their butts. They had the same amount of points. The Metropolitan Division, nobody loses in the dang thing. Um, they occupy both the wild card spots and the nearest team outside. <laughs> it, it, it's wild, Rob. The, the only Metro team out of playoff contention is the New Jersey Devils, and they're down at the bottom of the league league. But other than that, everybody's in it. Even the Rangers are in it. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say that they're long for the playoffs. Currently six points out. But, I mean, that's as far out as any other team in the Metro. It's crazy. Um, listen, it's it's about finding offensive help. It's been almost 600 days or just over 600 days since Lou Lamarello made a trade. Um, it's a team that is dying for offensive help. They just are. You can't, you can't split it many ways. Now, hey, folks are going to say they don't, you know, they play a defensive system. You got to find the right guy to fit in. Yada yada yada. That's not my job, right? That it, it, my job is to root for them no matter what team they put out there, right? But at the end of the day, they need offensive help, Rob. They need it. They're dying for it. Um, and you know, before their last win over the Devils in overtime. Uh, where they won 4-3. They beat the Avalanche 1-0. They lost to the Maple Leafs 3-0. And they lost to the Devils 2-1. So in their three previous games, they had scored 
two goals. Yeah, that's not going to cut it. They haven't scored more than three a lot this year. Um, now, the, the, the idea for the Islanders, right, is score three, right? They score three, they win. Barry Trott's record on the Islanders when they score three goals is something insane. It's something like 55-2-4, and four, something like that. It's so, crazy. So it makes sense if you can at least help yourself get to three more often. Exactly. So the, you need to find a way to make that happen. I don't know what that way is. Like I said, that's not my job. There's plenty of guys out there who are going to be available, be it Pajot, who's a center, which is also desperately needed, be it Tyler Toffoli over in L.A., be it Kyle Palmieri just down the road in New Jersey, right? There's guys who are going to be available who you've got, got, got to try to go get. Um, it's not as easy. I know it's not as easy as it is in a video game. I know it's not like just, you know, uh, fake trade proposals on Twitter. I get that. But it's something that has to be done. Coming up on the break here, though, a couple weeks to the All-Star break, the Islanders and Rangers have like a weird uh, season series in the next two weeks. They play each other three times in the next 10 days, I think. Um, so that's fun, but also annoying. And then it's the break right after that. So, it, I mean. I think it's a mostly stay at home then. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 uh, it's not too bad. In fact, the Islanders, Islanders have a pretty rough, rough go up until the All-Star break. They play one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games in the next 10 days. That's Oof, a lot. That is a lot. I'm sorry, ten, ten, seven and 11. Still a lot. Seven uh, Eleven, still a lot. Uh, four of which are at home, uh, and and three on the road. Now the three on the road are both in the Garden and Carolina, so it's not like a long trip anywhere. Yeah. Uh, so they they pretty much get to kind of relax over the next couple of weeks at home, but it's still it's a tough schedule. And then there's games in there sandwiched around Boston, Washington, and Carolina, all teams who are very very competitive. So. Uh, I, I mean, listen, they need scoring help. They need scoring help. They need scoring help. That That is what it is. There's no other way to shake it. They can play their system. They can be as defensively sound as they want. They can, you know, score two and try and give up one all they want. Their goaltending's been fantastic. Yada, yada, yada. They need scoring help. That's it. That is it. That's it, and that's where we should leave it. Maybe. I think so. I think so. I mean, geez, what's it been? It's been a long time. I... It's been a long time. Hour 20, about, something really like that? Quick. Really, really, really quick. Yep. A little pop culture. We're gonna, we can do this in, in two, to, two, to, two to four minutes. That's how we'll do this. Okay. The Mandalorian was great. I thought so. That was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. I... I'm sad that Queel has passed us. I rest am, in peace. I've rest spoken. in peace, Queel. I have spoken. <laughs> Jackass. <laughs> um, I I'm excited. I think we're in good shape. I'm excited about what's his name. I I just want to call him Maz Kanata. I know that's not his name, but uh, <laughs> Gus Fring. I'm excited about Gus. Yeah, I, I'm I'm calling it Empire Gus Fring. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, and it looks like we got a little bit more of a story moving forward. Maybe, I think hopefully. so. I mean, yeah. I mean, at least we've got a more clear idea of who the threat to the child is. Yes. And yes. and Mando, who I'm still calling Mando. That's uh, okay. 
has a bit more of direction in terms of what he's supposed to do with this thing. Correct. So Correct. I, yeah. Uh, so that's fine. Yeah. I look, there were a few episodes that that some critics said were a little more filler uh, than they needed to be, and I might agree there, but a lot of it actually did pay off. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think we're in good shape. I'm excited about it moving forward. Um, now, I'm curious, because we still don't know why the Empire wants the child. Do you yeah, think we this still could don't know be what his name is or what the, se- uh, the species is? The name, is. the so species, gotta... why they want him. Could the Empire's, the, the remnants of the Empire's desire to acquire him be in any way related to the resurrection of Palpatine? It's very possible. Uh, they could tie that all together. What was, there was they, a doctor who was extracting something from him. Yeah. They uh, could do a lot. They could I don't do know. And, and also one more thing. While we're mourning Queel, uh, IG-11, man. Yeah, he went out on top. Uh, I, I'm pretty upset we're not going to hear, hear uh, uh, Taika Waititi on the show anymore. I'm sure they'll find a way. <laughs> like a flashback to this time IG-11 did something else. Yeah, I'm sure they'll find a way. No, that was the, the, he went out on top, man. You know, he props, did. props to the guy. Do you think Mando's going to trust droids a bit more moving forward, or do you think he's think, just... Yeah, I think that, well, I, you know, I think he will, and then I think he'll get, you know, duped by another one, right? They'll, they'll do something. Uh, Pull the rug out. Keep... Yeah, I'm sure they will. They'll do something to keep it, to keep it interesting. All right. All right, I hope everyone enjoyed our uh, our sports sandwich, uh, really a football sandwich, a little bit of hockey cheese on top, uh, <laughs> on a nice Star Wars bread. I don't know what kind of, maybe it's the self-rising bread that Ray made hey, and forced uh, awake. I don't know. Uh, all right, get it. <laughs> email us at at gmail.com. Reach out to us on Twitter at nosebleeds underscore pod. Boom. I wrote it down this time, so I'm not scrambling to see how people can contact us. You nailed it. You nailed it, Rob. Thank Beautiful. you. Beautiful. And then, uh, and, and, and we'll be back. I, I mean, it's it's an exciting time of year. I know Rob's winter season is just getting underway. Oh yeah. We're gonna get. Uh, we're gonna, I mean, it's it's award season, folks. We didn't talk about the Globes. We'll do that next week. We got all the Globes, and we'll get some Oscar noms on next week's show. Um, looking forward to keeping this going. Um, Hoping uh, and, and Rob, this might be news to you, but we're hoping uh, hoping to maybe expand the platform a little bit. Maybe get some blogging in. Ooh. Maybe do some uh, do do a little bit of writing. Um, sure. Uh, maybe a little bit of video. We'll see um, as we move forward into the new year. So lots lots to come here on the nosebleeds. Lots to think about. Lots to talk about. Uh, we're excited that you that you're here. We want to hear from you. Right. Uh, Rob gave you the email. He gave you the Twitter. Um, don't be shy. Don't be shy. Tell us that we suck. We're, we're happy to improve for you. Absolutely. That's what it's all about. All right, man. All right. Thanks for tuning in guys. We'll, uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.